Welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. This podcast is an invitation for you to dive deep into getting to know yourself a little bit more. This podcast will help you on your journey of feeling more calm, confident and at ease. Learn tips and techniques to help you on your journey of wildly expanding into your most true self. Hello, I hope that you are having the most beautiful week and settling into winter. I'm currently snuggled up with my cat just after a long midday nap. I think it's so nice to just rest and take care of ourselves at this time of the year, especially all year round as well, but especially winter, it's so important we rest loads. I am really excited to introduce Connie to this week's Wild Expansion podcast episode. Connie is an intuitive healer and she spends this podcast sharing golden nuggets of tips for how we can create more ease and relaxation in our lives and allow transformation and to heal limiting beliefs. Connie shares plenty of stories in her life on how she was able to overcome challenges and to remind us to be patient because everything that needs to get done will get done. Connie also shares how to overcome grief so if you are struggling with someone who passed away this episode may be particularly useful for you as well. I hope that you enjoy. So hello Connie, welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. I was drawn to you first of all on Instagram because your energy seems so magnetic. I love how authentic you are and how you respect Mother Nature so much and you find so much healing in it and how love, family, appreciation are all your core values and it's just so lovely whenever you share that with us on Instagram. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. It's so nice that you reached out for me too. It's like, it's so exciting to hear that you have such an amazing podcast going and I'm all about being wild and expanding my life and myself and everything in life. So it sounded really good to hear about that. Have you always been wildly open to expand in your life? No, 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 no. I've been on a huge journey through my life. Um, I turned 60 this year and I have to say, you know, just be patient when you are younger because things will all come together in life, you know, and we go through our, I don't know, teens, you know, how hard are they and those younger 20s and 30s, you seem to have it together and maybe in the 40s, but it's always another level, another level and another level. And actually I grew up, I was very shy. I was... Um, you know, I was always in the back in the class and I thought nobody would ever see me. I had no like confidence. I didn't believe in myself. And um, I was very lucky. I met my husband, uh, my later husband uh, in high school. So really early on, I found somebody I could just share the time with and go through all those questions you have and, you know, feel understood by someone like quite early in my journey. Um, you know, and we... Um, spent many many years together unfortunately my husband died after some years but i have three beautiful children and also one 
child, so that's amazing. Um, but through my children, really, and through all that life journey, you know, I was just kind of forced, almost like my calling, my soul was calling me, my, my heart was always thinking, you know, oh, there must be more. And, you know, I grew up after the after world generation, I'm a boomer. <laughs> So, you know, in Germany at the time, you know, there were like still those strict rules, you know, probably in Ireland too, in, in Europe, maybe even all over the world, you know, like we come from a different time and, you know, children were not to be seen or, or heard. <laughs> so, you know, you have to be a good girl and play quietly in your room. Like we get so many things taught when we are children and when we are young and then you go to school, all you have to do is figure out what can you do to make a career and you know, earn the money and marry and get a house and sell down, <laughs> you know, like the, there was all, it was all almost pre-programmed and there was not a lot of wiggle room for an individual to really break out. Now I have to say, I always was, since I met my husband, he really, he was the first one who opened up my mind that there's more than this, you know, my parents were very lovely and really looking out for me, but it was still like a really rigid kind of upbringing you know, money didn't grow on trees. We always struggled in my family for money. So many times the topics were ruled by not having enough money. And all that kind of, you know, plans your world picture in your mind. So my husband was, you know, not just only living in this very narrow rules. He already broke out in, in a different way. He wanted to travel and, you know, do things nobody else done before. <laughs> so very... You know, Stimulating to me because I've never had music in my home either. So we had the radio on or the TV at home, but my husband was just listening to music and we would go and buy music, go to concerts and listen to music and, you know, listen to his creation. So Anyway, he opened so much for me already that I knew there was like so much fun in life. And, you know, I was going for that. We also made that decision together to move to Canada away from Germany. That was also kind of, it almost was my husband's crazy idea. But then I was always the one who kind of made the, like the moving steps towards it. You know, how can we do it? You know, how can we afford it? What, you know, how can we set up our life? So it's one who has a big dreaming mind and very creative mind and me more like, like I can do the work, I can do step by step, you know, I can apply for <laughs> papers and wait for the outcome. So that was a good combo. And that's how we kind of made it to Canada. And we lived really a beautiful family life. But honestly, my life, and I was still bitter. I was still, you know, like I had my good times, but there was like this underlying, you know, you wake up, and you are still unsure and you still worry about things. You know, I also worried a lot about money. I worried about, you know, where's our next home? You know, when we, we moved a lot, you know, what will happen? And although there was all that joy there, that underlying feeling in myself was still from the past, you know, the scarcity, you know, oh, something could go wrong or I'm not safe. <laughs> that always was with me for all those, actually those family years and we lived together. And after my husband died, I think that was when I really was shaken, um, you know, by the circumstances to, because I didn't have my husband anymore to find myself. And then, you know, with that journey, I think I went also right deep down in what is the feelings? Where do they come from? Why do I think the way I think? And 
um, lucky through the online world because that's where I met so many amazing people, so many leaders, and that's how I connected with lots of amazing people who could teach me that I can change my mindset and who could teach me that I can just feel joy because that's kind of you know a feeling we all are entitled to have and we can have it all the time and that worry thoughts or you know those scarcity thoughts they actually are based from a belief which I was given as a child in my youth and you you know cannot change that you grow up where you grow up but anyway I did um, conquer that so I feel very abundant now and I'm always inviting prosperity in my life and joy and so that's how I also became an, uh, a coach in my own life being a wellness coach and a life coach now and I also have a profession which really helped me to make it through my life which was like uh, nursing a good profession because there's actually a lot of work and there's a lot of flexibility in that profession and also it opened me the ways to immigrate to Canada and to, you know, to work in other places in the world. So that was also, you know, the one. It's not actually that I ever had any different income, to be honest. No, I'm a coach too, but I'm still working as a nurse. But, you know, it's, it's the same. But my feeling towards this has changed so much, you know. Oh, I hate to get up in the morning. Oh, you know, I have to work. And now I say, oh, you know, it's a blessing that I can give care to people and I have this gift so I really love getting up in the morning and go to work so definitely a complete turnaround for me in my life. Amazing so now you've got a really good balance between fueling you know the practicalities in life so you can live safely but giving yourself permission to dream and create on your own yes. as well oh, sure. yeah. yeah doing your coaching and yeah. yeah you know when I think about it I probably was always like because also i grew so much up with my husband and he was such a big creator and such a big dreamer and I was always kind of listening to him and after he died I kind of had that to find for myself but anyway I did very crazy things with my husband like hitchhiking through Canada you know before we had the kids or even with the children you know moving having the children like I was still German citizen and we were on a holiday going to Canada in 1988 and we just chose to stay for six months because I think I was unemployed that year or something. I had a lot of time. <laughs> so we took all of our savings, went to Canada and had the whole pregnancy in Canada. And then we actually had planned to go back in the seventh month of my pregnancy. But something, you know, the inside voice kind of I said, oh, it's so beautiful here. And we all we knew we would go home into our home and it's in the Ruhr area. It's a bit gray and industrial and a lot of rain in my hometown. And we had like a summer with only sunshine. It was so beautiful being on the West Coast in that summer. And we said, oh, no, it's all gray and dark and ugly in Germany. Let's try to find a way to stay here. And like within three days, we, could, we found a, a midwife, which it was not even legal to have a baby with a midwife. You had to actually have a physician. But we found a midwife who was brave enough to just help us in the country setting, you know, to have the baby. We found um, a place to live. We could rebook our flights without any extra cost. It was like, dim, dim, dim. When the idea was there, <laughs> you know, things felt so much in play. And I believe I was always a bit of a daredevil and, you know, my husband too. And we would just do it together. And I could always hang on my husband because he had that strength to go through. But um, that was a, you know, like, big thing too because then we just exchanged the flight to after the baby was planned to come that was the 30th of september so we booked the flight for the 
14th, I think. <laughs> and then my daughter was 10 days late. She was born on the 10th of the October that year. So the last day going back to Europe that year was, I think, the 27th of October. So we quickly moved the flight again. And lucky again, we didn't even pay anything. So then we had another two weeks after the baby was born to put our pieces and make our way to the airport and get a birth certificate so we could go home. <laughs> like it was very adventurous too. So I had really crazy times also with my husband. <laughs> but like the, the life I had actually after my husband died, that was when I kind of took the responsibility for my own feelings, for my own moods, for my own way of creation and thinking. Mm. And that was, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say that losing my husband, that was in a way important for my own journey. Maybe I would have also found it when he was there, but I was so hidden behind my husband. <laughs> you know, it's so sad that he had to go for sure. But what actually came out of that, through all that darkness, I had to come out and find myself and find myself, my joyous self, <laughs> which was also really cool. So what was your process of like doing with that grief whenever your husband first passed away to like how, you know, time frame wise before you were able to really pick yourself up again? Oh, that probably took quite a long time, actually. I cried probably for a whole year after he was dead and like my husband, how he was, you know, he always was a thinker and the creator. We lived in Canada at the time and we had three children. The one was, the youngest one was two. No, no, when he died, he was four. She was four. Then I had an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old. And then he was, he was always fighting the cancer. You know, he had cancer. But then in the last kind of six, seven weeks, it got so bad. It went into the brain and he put in more radiation because he had just radiation on his throat. So there were no more treatment. And that, so he knew he would, he would die. A year before, I'm just going to have to go back. We were also in New Zealand at one time, and we kind of liked it there. And when we came back, he already was diagnosed with cancer at that time in New Zealand. But we came back to Canada, and he said to me, I want you to apply to go to Canada because, you know, the winters are much milder, and there's no ice on the roads, which was a big factor living in Canada for us. And he says, I think, you know, um, apply for it, and I'll, I'll come, he said, just as a tourist. But we'll see what happens. So I actually had applied for immigration. And in those last six weeks of his life, the passports all came back with a stamp that we are now allowed to go over to New Zealand and claim our residency, which was such a huge step. And he was like, like cheering and celebrating, like maybe three weeks before he died for us to go. And he says, and what the plan is, we all go to New Zealand, I'm going to be cremated. I'll go in the suitcase in the box and we all go to New Zealand and everywhere you go we spread a little bit of ashes when you come to a nice place so that was he actually gave me that as a as a path what happens after he goes so luckily I had that because I think I would have fallen in a really big hole if I didn't have instructions how to move forward for a little while so it took me about a year just you know to sell the house and get everything sorted with the kids and we just made it into New Zealand at the very last like day for my permit. Like when you get your citizen, uh, your permit to, to immigrate, you have had 12 months to claim the status or it was all for nothing. So I knew I had that deadline and I arrived in New Zealand on that very day, <laughs> just made it. 
And being in New Zealand then, that was then the first year was super, super hard too. So it was probably about two years where I was like so lost. I cried a lot. I just did what my husband told me to do. You know, I, he already planned it out. He says, this is like the companies who have the containers, you know, this is shipping and they have different power there. So this is, this is, this you can take. And not. like, I knew what I had to do. He planned it with me. And then arriving was super hard, but coincidence, coincidence, because I went to the same town because that's where I got my sponsorship for to come to New Zealand to work at the same hospital again as a nurse. So I was in the very same town and I looked for a place to rent and I called my old landlord and he says, oh my God, coincidence, the people I have in the house right now renting, they just gave me notice they're going to get out there in two weeks. If you want it, you can have it again. So we moved in the very same house in New Zealand. So there were like good memories because my husband lived, we lived there for a year together. So that was also good. But then, you know, things were pretty hard, like doing it all by yourself is just a hard job. And, um, you know, you meet people. And for me, it was like the first time I learned about working on myself and things are not just the way they are now. And I'm just thinking, have to long, long, longing for something, which I couldn't seem to find. Um, network marketing came to, to my life and you know and I have my reservations with network marketing and they are you know not all the same but that one was talking about health and protecting yourself with nutrition and it spoke to me because I knew I didn't want to get cancer too <laughs> I need to stay well so you know all this uh, information I got about health and nutrition but what also comes in networking and I really that's the beautiful part about it they have a lot of personal development so you start listening to cds you know in the olden days i had cds <laughs> um you know like events and like all this learning about your mindset so you know like um jim rome was one of the great ones in my early times <laughs> and how to win friends and influence people about their carnaby like all the old goodies right how to think and grow rich so there was this, you know, and I absorbed it and I said, oh my God, you know, there's so much more. And that really started this, this uh, thirst for learning for myself. And I stayed with this company. I'm actually still with the company. I still use the product because they're amazing, but I don't actively promote the company anymore. But it is a really good uh, way for me to, to, for me to find something I could, I really resonated. I like the learning and I like that I could, think and focus on things which make me feel better. So I didn't have to stay in this repetitive thought pattern. You know, our mind always goes in circles, but the circles, you know, either you worry, 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 and you don't feel like you get anywhere, or you, you know, you find circles and you think more positive thoughts again and again, and you remind yourself to think more positive. So that was what I started at that time. And that really, that I think that changed my mind. And then it got bigger and bigger. You know, first I was too, like twenty dollars for an event, you know, it was a lot. And then I thought could suddenly spend a hundred dollars on an event, and I still felt good. And then the event came, and Tony Robbins was like highly recommended, so it was a thousand dollars to go see him. So I go went and saw Tony Robbins for the four day unleash the power within. And although it was a bit much to spend, but what I got for it was so much. And actually at that same event, I enrolled in Tony Robbins Master University, which was $10,000. And money just got such different dimensions, right? And, and then I, after I actually did, many years later, I did uh, money, um, the, the abundance, the money story or something, the master 
uh, one of those courses about money, how to really dip deep and t- pull up the roots of your old <laughs> seeded money awareness, right? Um, but at that time, you know, I was called and I know I would have never ever invested $10 in event, 20, right? Was a lot. And then suddenly I spent that much money. So it was just, I was on such a different level how to manage money, how to think different. And that, I think that actually that did catapult me into a, like a, really opening my mind to allowing other things to come to me and let go of all the things which don't serve me. You know, he goes really in depth, you know, why do we believe the beliefs we believe? <laughs> you know, so like all that learning and that understanding definitely, definitely helped me. So it took years <laughs> for me. But it, it just got better and better and better. And that's all it is. And then I, you know, did the Soulful Business Academy that kind of was this, this really this longing for me that I cannot just be a nurse because nursing in my mind was always kind of had a oh, you have to work, right? You just do it for the money. <laughs> like, had kind of the energy to it, right? And it had to also change, right? So I, I, I learned so much about it. And now when I, I, for the longest time, you know, I only wanted to be a coach and an online coach, like do it like all the others. And I did it and I did the Soulful Business Academy and I opened up like the gut health expert as a coach and now I'm a wellness and life coach and I still would love to share my life experience and coach others how to get there. But um, I didn't get a lot of customers, right? The marketing is another part. But you know how things kind of come into your life and you just have options and you know you get opportunities given and for me, there was always a good opportunity to find another good job or a better job in nursing. So, you know, I just felt like this is the way for me to go. And what I do now, because I don't have coaching clients, but I host local events. Like once a month, I host like healing at the beach or we're going in the forest for healing high. Or I host like the joy event, which is like all about like how to stimulate more happiness in ourselves. So I host those small events in small groups. And that's something which really resonates with me. And I can easily do that because I only work 50%, you know, next to my 50% nursing job. And that kind of works for me right now. <laughs> that's why I'm right now. And how do you feel after the events? What sort of feedback do you get from people that attend? Oh. You are on like these, like these events, they are just so high because I, what I learned for me, you know, to, you need to connect your spirit, you know, and that creates the energy, you know, and you do the thought, like you actually on those events because they're more like meditative events, you know, we don't want to just keep the same old thoughts, we want to refresh them with something fresh and oh, everybody loves it. Like my little group of people here I invite. Yeah, everybody goes away and feels uplifted. <laughs> They're really nice events. But actually, you asked me about the grief, right? Just coming back to that story. So it took me two years in a big hole and I couldn't look above. And then, you know, with the networking marketing, I came across and, you know, I still miss my husband. It never will end. You know, that's something you, I mean, I talk about him a lot. I listen to the music he wrote, you know, that he's always kind of with me. But, um, I got stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's probably a journey as well. I don't really know when it really stopped. But I, I know after two years, I could, I always felt like someone, like when my husband passed away, you know, that day he went, I felt his shawl come to wrap around me. I don't know if it's just, you know, 
some imaginary thing. But I always felt like he's like still there in spirit and holding me. And after two years, and like probably cried every day, a little bit every night. And I feel sorry for my children. That was a lot of the tears came for my children because they, they also struggled. But after two years, I just felt like, you know, now it's time. And I could put that clock away. And I actually did it in a picture. And I said, okay, this is now my time to be living my life because I cannot just always hang on to this man who's not there anymore in the clock. So I gave it away. And I think that was also the time when I went into the network marketing and that made me stronger, stronger, stronger. So I think that's how I made it through that initial grief time, which was still a long time. I think that's so important to realize that like pain is something that's part of the human experience always. And we don't have to be like healed isn't getting rid of pain. It's just accepting the pain, living with yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, I see that also actually in the physical pain scenario, you know, you go and you have a surgery, but you actually hope you get better the week after and, you know, go back to work or whatever. But healing in the body, in the physical body, it takes time, right? And even if you don't see the scar anymore, the outside is healed, the layers inside, they take time. And our human mind, you know, our ego mind often wants to just manage it all and get the time you you know it takes the time frame but that's the beautiful thing about the physical healing too you know you actually have to go on the back seat and let the body drive it you know you nurture it you give your physical body what it needs but the time is not up to our humanness <laughs> I mean, as a time concept is anyway a weird thing too but <laughs> yeah definitely you know that's pampering the pain and living with it and you know and it's not taking me like this much of me anymore it's just like a little piece you know and you can still feel the sorrow and it's still there sometimes but it's okay you know and I can feel it for a while because it's it's that part of my my life journey and um and then I can swing around and I can do my other stuff where I feel happy because I love feeling happy <laughs> I think that's just so beautiful, you know, that like we just shouldn't stray for our happiness all the time. Just be like, oh, if a feeling creeps in, just acknowledge it, you know, let it exactly. sit there. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. That's a lot about that is like really just feeling enough to ourselves and what is it actually what I feel? You know, is it like the sadness because the children don't have a father or is it me because, you know, I don't have my... It's almost like a family leader, you know, he was a leader in my family or, you know, it's my best friend, you know, who I loved with, who could share with everything. You know, there's so many aspects to it too. And sometimes you are more, you know, sorry for that or sad about that and feel pain for this. But yeah, just acknowledge it. And that's like a lot of the shadow work we do nowadays. You know, we talk about that a lot online. You know, it's, it's that just look at it for a little while and take that time. And then you choose to move on. You don't have to stay there either, which I didn't know that in the first two years after <laughs> he went, right? Yeah. Lucky I had a plan. I had a plan for the first year to get out of Canada. <laughs> and then I kind of knew how to start out in New Zealand because we did that one time before together and I started out in Canada. So I had the, the mechanics of it. <laughs> but anyway, that was the time when I really felt lost in my life. Yeah. Would mm. you mind giving an example, Connie, of how like a recent failure or a failure set you up for later success? Because I think everything can be sugar-coated online and, you know, the truth is we all fail all the time. Exactly. I mean, really, if everything was easy and we had just everything given to us, we wouldn't have great leaders. We wouldn't have great 
people who really understand. And I almost think, you know, when we come into this lifetime and we pick some parents and they might not have been like the perfect whatever we expected them to be, <laughs> you know, that's okay because they make us stronger, they make us more resilient, you know, going through the whatever, if you had trauma, you know, going through it and go in it and analyze it, feel it, and then deal with it, you know, that that's how we actually get to be stronger people and greater and more expanded and wilder. <laughs> yeah, because we go through it. I don't think we can really, if we ever, everything was always perfect and given to us on a silver platter, I don't think people can get that capacity to for compassion or for understanding and evolving in life. It's probably, maybe you can still have it if you just read it all or figure it you know, figurative <laughs> experience it. But if you really go through it, then you really know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's so dark. You're like, why am I going through it? But it's not until you come out the other end, you're like, I needed to go through all of that. Exactly. And we hear that from our leaders online a lot, right? If you see they all had a hard story, you know, losing a child. I don't know. There's like such sad stories in many people's lives. Mm. And they are the greatest people. Like you just pure love. <laughs> it's, yeah. Would you mind sharing an example, Connie, of something? Oh, yeah. An example? Yeah, of a failure that set you up for later success. I mean, even just moving to Canada, uh, moving from Canada to New Zealand, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt like a total loser in a way because when I arrived in New Zealand, I was really broken because, you know, even when my, my container arrived and all the things were brought into my home, I didn't know how to put up the stereo. <laughs> it was my husband's job, you know, there were so many little things which I just couldn't figure out to do, you know, and this time, this time, this time, you know, like piece by piece, I did figure it out. but. I could never really use it. And then I took all this, like because it was less than a year actually when I moved to New Zealand, it was about a year, just a little less. I couldn't give away so many things. I already gave away lots of things when we moved, right? But all the little souvenirs we brought to New Zealand to remind him, you know, the memories and you want to bring it for the children. So I, I thought I brought a lot, all his books, all his records, all his music, all his stereo equipment, but I'm not a musician. <laughs> And then I had it all there and um, didn't know what to do with it. And I just felt so lost. But life always gives us an opportunity. And when that one lady asked me that one day, hey, and I knew I didn't want to die. And I kind of felt that this all my crying, you know, and I was like, I gained quite a bit of weight. And I was like, like heavy and fatigued. I don't know if you know this feeling, you know, just when you're for a while, you don't feel well, you feel bloated. and tired and you don't sleep well and you know munch all the chocolates and like and eat ice cream it's just you have weird um habits in that those times right you cannot take that charge of you know doing what's right for you to keep your body fuel clean and all that although i knew it was important but i couldn't do it it was just not there but then there's that one little lady who said you know if you really value health come and have a look at those products <laughs> And I said, I value health and I don't feel as well as I wish and I don't want to die too because I went to New Zealand and I have three little kids to grow up. To. You know, it was like, I cannot afford to even get sick. <laughs> 
and it was just the drive and then you know yeah, listen to this one or you know there's another cd listen to this one and you know i listen to it with the kids in the car and, and you know and every little step like just even a moment of feeling good you know they were short at first but then they got longer and longer and you know meeting somebody new and then i was you know afraid to meet new people because i was actually still a fairly shy person but then you make it through it and you feel good that you did it right and you know feeling proud of yourself is actually an okay thing which is the proud word i always kind of was a little bit conflicted is it actually a good word or a bad word but um, I think it's actually a beautiful thing when I achieve something, I celebrate and I'm proud of myself. And that helps us also to embody this, this kind of thing better. Anyway, and then I learned it all. I don't know if that answered your question for an example. Yeah, no, that, that is lovely. Yeah, you struggled so much at the start of that new chapter and you just dealt with it and grew as a person, yeah. evolved, got stronger. Yeah, and you get stronger, exactly. And then, you you know, you don't have to have the bad... You, you realize you have bad habits and then you automatically want to change them, right? It's like almost like a drug, right? Oh, and you feel better when you eat actually a good meal and not snack ice cream every day. And then you have more energy again. You know, and I was very focused on my physical health. I have to say that as well for like being, being a nurse, you know, it was always just really like scientifically physically. And then even... You know, in those years when I went to New Zealand at first, it was a network marketing company for health products. So it was a lot about talking about nutrition and health and physical health and the cells need the nutrition and, you know, they need to regenerate. And it makes so much sense because I was, you know, in the physical realm with my whole thinking. You know, and then this that Tony Robbins stuff in 2014, then when they really break through how important the brain is and the mind work. And I said, oh, my God, I'm almost 50. And for 50 years, I thought in one way, I need to do something massive to open up my brain. And that's why I invested $10,000. And, and that was actually a huge breakthrough in a way, just spending the money, not having it, and still spending it on a credit card. That was a big breakthrough for me. <laughs> Yeah, that is class, how like you just yeah. take risks and trust in the universe. Um, I went to Tony Robbins' first event, Unleash the Power Within. How did you oh, think? Oh, was oh it? my God, yeah. It's amazing, yeah? the fire walk. And I was so tempted for that one you signed up for. Um, what was it like? The what? The one you signed up for that cost 10000 Oh, the 10000 is the Master University. So you go to, through Date with Destiny. Uh-huh go um through the wealth academy and through the life i think it's also academy there's three different ones and then when i was finished with those three i signed up for the leadership academy it was only seven thousand dollars it seemed okay after that yeah. <laughs> and then i did the leadership um in san diego the leadership academy and with the leadership academy you do that first and then you also lead and go to Davis destiny again as a leader and you go to wealth academy as a leader like you'd be one of you know the helpers then. Do you think so you got value from it all? Was it worth it? Definitely value. And I mean, at that time I was like so hyped, you know, when you go to see this and you dance all the time. I mean, you are, you know, but what can you do with your body? It's like such a great experience, right? You dance all day and you think you might be exhausted, but no, you just feel good. It's like, it was very cool. Um, and it definitely helped me. I later in the years, when I went a lot more went from the online world, you know, because my daughter went in the online world, so I kind of got a little bit through her 
seeing like amazing leaders. And I realized that what, what the missing link with Tony Robbins for me was that he was actually so masculine. <laughs> also masculine. And then, you know, you, I, um, Melanie and Layers, you know, she talks about it too. I was in the femme fatale and, you know, how she talks about the masculine and the feminine and the receiving. And I, it's, it's almost the same teachings, but when she taught it, it was a, it was a one-on-one. -on -one. I so got it that time. And I got even more out of um, that time when I was with Melanie. That's beautiful. I, the, something about that femininity I was missing in, in the Tony Robbins world. Mm. And it seems like that's sort of your life path as well. Like you started off being maybe more masculine, like organizing things when you just structure strategy. So yeah. through time you're learning to really step into your femininity. Yeah. And I also, yeah, I was in the mother role, right? And the mother also has to be like in her masculine energy. And I mean, I was responsible for the children even more after he died. And I was always responsible for the children, right? So I, I just had to be in that masculine role, even especially after he died. Or, I mean, you need to get the money. You need to, you know, feed the kids, graze the kids, take them to sports, like do it all, right? It needed a lot of masculine energy. And it probably was also my time, my journey that I came then to Melanie and, you know, my kids were then grown and they were all out of high school. Well, my youngest one was still in high school, but, you know, at high school, they don't need you the same way anymore. Yeah. And then I, I totally got it at that time. That probably was my time too then, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have to be in the right time in your life to learn what you had to learn at that time. Yeah. And there's no rush. We can just all do it at our own pace. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody has their own timeline. And you can, you know, if you're really long and I believe you can speed it up, you know, do the investments in a coach or, you know, things like that. Definitely coaches have helped me so much as well. I'm so grateful for those amazing people out there who are holding the space for us to just explore and allow and, you know, so much is unlearning, especially through Tony Robbins, right? All that mindset work when we were exposed as children. And I think really it's like we are in a new paradigm anyway in the more feminine energy now. But if we come out of patri patriarchy, was it like 800 years or something? Like for many, many years, right? And really when you think about the past, holy moly, you know, the witches were burned and I mean, so much masculine evil <laughs> was spread to the world you know we are just kind of right now trying to turn it around i believe and then you know everybody wakes up in their own time too you know sometimes in the networking industry i really wanted to get this person to understand how important those vitamins are but you cannot ever ever you know everybody is ready when they are ready you can show them you can offer them but then Every decision is okay. And people, maybe some don't learn it in this lifetime, but then the next generation or the next people are coming, right? Everybody. And that's also that, like learning to be okay with people having under, other opinions and they are not at the same place where we are right now. Very important because everybody has their own journey. For sure. That's been profound helpful for me letting go of expectations for others and not expecting anything 
Exactly. That's a big one. And I mean, you're so beautiful and young, Mary. You, you know, you already know so much what I only learned, you know, in my late years. So, oh my God, I always think so great, you know, all those amazing people and they can give so much into this world, so many more years to live. Yeah, I think we just go through our darkness maybe at different times and multiple times throughout life. Whenever I was a child, I remember just feeling actually very depressed. I didn't have the word for it. Maybe about like, why am I here? Didn't want to be here. So just forced on this path very early. I'd have no choice because my only escape from my darkness was self-help books. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. I actually have to listen to some of your podcasts so I can um, get to know you better. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's incredible to meet, you know, light workers like yourself just spreading your light. And your message always does reach who it's meant to reach, doesn't it? Like, Yes. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, in the online world, you know, it's not the, how many likes we have or, you know, and how many reaches we have. The people who are meant to connect with us, they will. Yeah. Right? Just shine your light and spread your message and you will meet one day. <laughs> yeah. And even if you can just help one person, just know you're helping them. It just is so worth it, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Even one person. It doesn't have to be the masses. I mean, I think some people are born to stand like, you know, like big and help masses. And then there's all the, like, I think other people, they just have smaller groups or the one on one that one person they need to affect it at the time, right? Yeah, totally. Do you have any daily rituals, Connie, that you go to to keep yourself aligned and just feeling your best? Yep. Um, you know, I, this is Tony Robbins time, you know, how you go home and you do your 10 minutes <laughs> heavy breathing, you know, and then you do three minutes of gratitude, three minutes of, um, was it like dreaming about what I want to achieve your goals and then three minutes of breathing or something. I don't do that anymore, but I have done that in my past. But I, this year was like a new, new year for me too. So this, in the beginning of this year, I applied to be a Reiki healer. And um, the same lady who's taught me the Reiki, she's also online on Instagram and she's a Kundalini teacher as well. And how she presents her Reiki teaching is also incorporating Kundalini. And never even knew what the word meant. I'd never heard anything. Like I heard the word, but I didn't really know what Kundalini yoga is. So, you know, like coincident, you meet her <laughs> and then I follow her online and then she did like a kundalini and i and actually she has a platform where i can I get access to some of her kundalini um, practices for free <laughs> so that's really cool because you know i've got in her reiki uh, and then she did 40 days of subash kriya which is like a prosperity practice you can do every morning and um i started that with her in, in april for 40 days and that is just kundalini and it's like there's different ways you know different mantras to say and different mudras to hold your hands and you know you sit in easy pose on the floor because that already like aligns our chakras so much better and you know gives us this light so since this beginning i just ate like i do kundalini yoga like different things just off and on but since april every morning when i get up i do my kundalini yoga and that's my subashkriya which brings me prosperity but you know prosperity is everything is health is love is light is like everything right it's not just money you know like a safety and everything so this is such a beautiful it, it's a 
like you open up your prayer in Kundalini, there's like a little saying to that. And then there's always this other one I can do to spread so much light over me that I'm always protected. And I love that one because like not feeling safe was a big one in my life so long, right? And so I do my safety prayer, my protection prayer, and I never ever I know that I'm protected on the roads, you know, and everywhere I go. And then I do the Kriya, that, that, that is three minutes. There's five different settings you do. So it takes me about half an hour, not quite, maybe 25 minutes. And then I close at the end. It's like almost like, you know, it's a strict routine, like a masculine framework. But in there, you know, like this meditative state, you go in there. And I mean, I'm addicted to it. So I will never, ever stop it again. And that really, that I think, I mean, I haven't had really the off days in a long time, but that also keeps me, I think, right there where I want my energy to be. What about like whenever you get yourself with work, it just naturally happens around people who maybe are a little bit toxic. How do you protect your energy? Do you visualize anything or do you just... No, I don't have a ritual for that. I just feel protected. And I, I I've, actually, I have such a strong love for myself now also something I learned but now I have it you know I, I if there's people who I don't like I'll just um, either you know I deal with that or talk to them or say something or sometimes I don't say anything and maybe be upset for a minute but then I go away and do my own thing and I all like because I do my Kriya every morning I think I can easily find myself again they don't really push me over anymore that's incredible yeah to get that state where the external doesn't swave are you feeling? No, not that much. No, and you know, and when things happen, you know, car breakdown, things happen. You know, I always think, oh, that happened for a good reason. Yeah. Because there's always things happen for a good reason in the end. You know, like I think, oh, this was really bad. What happened? Oh. <laughs> then it turns out, oh my God, that was actually really good because from that came that, and from that came that, and I'm here right now. So you never know what it's good and bad for, and I like to choose to think it's happened for a good reason. So I'll just think that. <laughs> Yeah. And we can choose what we believe, so that's good. Yeah, that's a really helpful belief, isn't it? Being like everything's yeah. happening for me, not to me. Yeah, it's very good, yeah. What does wild expansion mean to you, Connie? Expanding is for me like everything expands. It's your mind grows and understands more. It's your soul. is like, I mean, your soul is anyway so beautiful, I don't know, but it is also evolving in a journey as well. And it can expand and it's our physical body, you know, the healing expands, the strength expands, the energy expands. It's like expanding is like growth, is like more of something we would we desire that's expanding. And Connie, if someone would like to work with you or connect with you, where is the best place to send them? Well, on Insta, I'm at Healthy Connie and Connie with a Y. Uh, and I also, my healthyconnie.com is my website and you can find all the things that I'll do and you know, can connect me with me through there. Yeah. So Thank Healthy you. Connie. Healthy Connie. I'll leave that all in the show notes. Thank you so much, Connie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Please tag Connie and myself on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, sharing your key takeaway of it, sending you so much love as always. Take care.